I'm just so excited. I have some twinkle lights. <clears throat> I have a ceramic Christmas tree and a Grinch coffee cup to get myself in the mood. Oh my gosh. I've got some bourbon and a fresh balsam candle. Oh, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just add to our setup every week. <laughs> okay. I've got a question. What do Drew Barrymore, a ragtag knitting club, and the Scottish countryside have in common? Well, somehow, believe it or not, they're all key plot points in 2021's A Castle for Christmas. We've got a lot to talk about, Josh. We do, Jennifer, and we'll unwrap it all on this episode of Do You Watch What I Watch? Do you notice I changed that to unwrap? I did. <laughs> I love it. Hi friends, I'm Josh. And I'm Jennifer. Hey, here we are, episode three. Can you believe it? I can't. I really can't. This is so fun. It is so much fun. And I've just got to tell you, listeners, thank you so much for riding along with us. We are just having a blast doing this. And the feedback, Jennifer, from our first two episodes has been really good. It really has. And I think one of the highest compliments is I have people texting me saying, okay, What's the next movie? I need to watch it because they, not that you have to watch it to listen to our podcast, but they, they're all in. They want to totally get all the, all the banter and the jokes. And so all I think banter, that's so fun. All the jokes. And that's why we started it, right? Just to have a little bit more fun around the holiday season and just have a good time. I've yeah. got to tell you though, I listened back to that first episode and boy, do I say low and behold way <laughs> too much. I, is there too much? Is there a threshold for saying lo and behold? It is interesting that that is your your tick. We we all have our things because I say and so and so <laughs> that was episode two and so and so I know we're always harder on ourselves than maybe anybody else would pick up, but lo and behold is a much more dignified thing to to repeat. So well, I think it's I am, if nothing snotty. So there you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll put it on a t shirt and have it up in our merch store. Lo and soon. behold. <laughs> coming soon i gotta tell you though if you are into drinking games and you just want to sit at home on a friday saturday night or wednesday morning no judgment and just have a drinking game while you listen to the pod every time i say lo and behold sip some eggnog go for i was it. gonna say have some eggnog and i have another idea for a drinking game when we get into this movie review too yes i'm here for it so with that <laughs> being said here is the IMDb summary of this week's movie, A Castle for Christmas. Again, a 2021 flick. You can find it on Netflix. Here's the IMDb summary. To escape a scandal, a best-selling author journeys to Scotland where she falls in love with a castle and faces off with the grumpy duke who owns it. Not a grumpy duke. Ugh. Nothing worse than a grumpy duke. I found this to be a really vague description of this movie what do you think i think it's appropriate though because there's not necessarily a lot of meat and potatoes to the movie oh i am so with you i have questions i have thoughts there's just there's a lot here to unpack i think there is but i went into it thinking okay it will be aesthetically pleasing if nothing else and setting you know taking place in the scottish countryside and i realized i've always known who brooke shields was but i don't think i've ever seen her in any movies or tv is that bad no i don't think so but i don't Here. know she was a little 
it was all a little weird for me. Yeah, and I also assumed there would be a lot of plaid, and I was correct in that assumption. <laughs> tartan everywhere. So much So tartan. much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and on that note, let's just go ahead and get into it. Let's do it. So as Jennifer mentioned, all of this is really centered around Brooke Shields. She plays this woman named Sophie Brown, the main character here, and she's a big hotshot New York City author. And the movie starts, I thought this was actually kind of funny. She's going on Drew Barrymore's show in the wake of a big scandal. Apparently people are literally picketing because they're <laughs> so mad that she killed off the main character in this book series that she became very, very popular for. I don't know. It felt a little bit like a stretch, but I thought it was kind of funny. What'd you think? I enjoyed it. Yeah, she killed off Winston, who was a beloved character, <laughs> and she had him, what, fall down the stairs? <laughs> I think that's the impression. Yeah, <laughs> had to laugh. But the thing that was really funny to me is that Drew Barrymore, super sweet Drew Barrymore, is really pointed and really judgy about the entire situation. She overstepped big time. <laughs> overstepped hugely and apparently Sophie is a newer divorcee and absolutely loses her mind goes bananas on Drew Barrymore's show and it's terribly terrible (laughs) hell hath no fury than an author scorned I guess well that is exactly right so as one does after a very public misstep she decides she's going to go on a quote-unquote working trip to Scotland until the entire scandal blows over, right? And so we go immediately from New York City to Scotland. And I got to tell you, Netflix dropped some serious coin on this one. The budget. <laughs> yes, I wrote budget, exclamation mark, and $3 signs. Right. I wrote super scenic, all in caps, and stars on either side, yes. right? And so she arrives at this quaint little village in This dog named Hamish comes out of nowhere, bumps her into this handyman. Spoiler, this is the Duke. We're going to find that out a little bit later. So they run into each other within, what, about six seconds of her being in this quaint little Scottish village. It's a small town. The the numbers were on her side, I guess. Exactly. So she, then she rides her bike to the castle, Dun Dunbar, and she gets this private tour. Hamish the dog jumps on her again. I don't know where they found this dog, but this dog was able to perform on cue. Maybe some would say better than some of the actors in the movie. Oh, 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 the shade. shade. (laughs) I'm just a Hamish stan. I I enjoyed Hamish a lot. Listener, we're mere minutes into this and the shade (laughs) is already coming out. I love it. (laughs) I was going to say put on your sunglasses, but that doesn't make sense with shade. Anyways, yeah. You know, get a fan or something because I there you go. That be a lot of heat about this. Yeah. <laughs> so Hamish the dog jumps on her again. She sneaks off to an off-limits part of this castle because, of course, the castle is enormous. And I really want to do some research and find out exactly where this castle exists because it's pretty amazing on the inside. This is not some soundstage that they converted into a castle. It's clear that they actually found a place, right? Yeah, it was incredible. And they said there's more than 300, no, 3,000 castles in Scotland. And I liked the part where he told her that the staircase was built clockwise so a right-handed swordsman could defeat, like, intruders. I thought that was fascinating. I thought so, too. The interesting thing is that Sophie, she's looking for this door because on the door frame. 
there's apparently a carving that's connected to her family. So we get this backstory that Sophie has a family connection to this particular castle. But while she's looking for that carving on the door, she runs into the guy again, the same guy that the dog banged her into early on in the film. There's this real, real flirty tension early on. It's clear that this is the guy that she's going to deliver, you know, this love interest into, correct? Correct. No doubt about it. Yeah. There is really very limited subtlety in this film. <laughs> yes, that's a nice way to put it. Right. I'm trying to be generous. At this yeah. Point, right. So cut to the end. And what we basically get is a woman named Helen who turns out to be one of Sophie's friends as the movie develops. Who's trying to join her, trying to convince her to join, I should say, the knitting club here in this community. Right. And we get a lot of knitting. So much knitting. But <laughs> so I loved... Spoiler alert to no one. I love the Knitting Club. They were townies. They were pleasant. I don't know you what they do for a living. Crew. Besides, I mean, I know one runs the inn, but the rest of them, I don't know what they do. But You love hey, a good townie crew. It's, I do. it's amazing. Yeah. So we learned that Miles is the name of the guy that Sophie's now run into a couple of times. And he's actually the 12th Duke of Dunbar, right? We also quickly learn, and this seemed very out of left field, that Sophie now wants to buy the castle, right? <laughs> I guess she has a lot of money from being a famous author, so why not? But this is where I had a problem, because she's going on this whole trip to Scotland to kind of collect herself after the scandal. Was there a mention that she intended to buy this castle earlier that I totally missed? No, no, you didn't miss that. I think she just fell in love with it when she saw it. It was just, (laughs) didn't she say something like, do you believe in love at first sight? And so, you know, she bought a castle quicker than I buy like a pair of shoes I know I was gonna say I mean I fall in love with the cashew aisle at Trader Joe's and buy it I mean I I can't honestly envision someone falling in love with the castle and being like what's it cost to get this place I don't it would have to be a pretty penny and then are are you not gonna wait for inspections or (laughs) comps castle comps I mean it just seems like a really loosey-goosey real estate investment what kind of mortgage rate does one get on a castle these days i don't even know yeah it's a good question (laughs) anyway it sort of is teeing up to be one of these where sophie wants to buy the castle we learn that the duke has money problems and the duke ultimately winds up having a change of heart he signs the contract over whiskey because apparently every good business deal in scotland happens over whiskey but the duke sort of does so with this understanding that he's going to try to drive her off and make it really tough for her to stay. So we're sort of getting this early on idea that the Duke is like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, we'll see if she lasts, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he was being sneaky. Sneaky squirrel, right? (laughs) So on the back end of the deal, he gives her the real tour of the castle. Bottom line, the place is an absolute mess. And that's when she really reveals to him her whole family connection to the place cut to nighttime. Hamish the dog is leading her through the dark and she's lost. She walks in on the Duke in the bathtub. (laughs) He's drinking scotch of course. Of course. Those are my notes. (laughs) My notes. One of these episodes I'm just going to have to read. Well here let me read just a little section. Okay. Cut cut to Duke watching her meltdown on Drew Barrymore show. He's freaked out. Cut to Sophie riding her bike to town finds her knitting friends and does and dyes one of their hair green oh uh, yeah green question mark in the wake of the hair dyeing they're emboldened to extreme makeover her room in the castle 
Well, so one part that I feel like we might need to rewind, when he was giving her the terrible tour of the castle she just bought, she wanted a beautiful bedroom. It had all these draperies and all these things, and he said, oh, um, one of the dukes died there tragically in that bed. So she's like, ugh, never mind. I'll willingly stay, what, in the attic? Where was this room that she went to that was drafty, no heat, anything else? If I was her, I would have gone to the local Bed Bath & Beyond in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> and just purchased a bed in a bag for $59.99. She already dropped all this money on the castle. Let's get some new bedding. saw it. And I would have stayed in the nicer room, wouldn't you? I would absolutely do that. You got to think they've got a Target or Walmart or something over there and stuff. Maybe it's a Tartan Target. A Tartan, Tartan Target. A Tartan Target. <laughs> Hashtag Tartan Target. <laughs> I did write this down because the knitters are just... The knitters are great comic relief in this film, I got to say. And one of them says in the midst of this whole extreme makeover of her room in the castle. No one crosses a knitter. <laughs> That's what I always say. Words to live by. Words to live by. I've never knitted. I'm, a, I'm not a knitter, but more power to him. About this point in the film, we get this whole plot point that Miles is actually selling the castle to pay off debt so that he can help the townies. And it's sort of this, oh, maybe he's not an awful person after all, which I thought was kind of... I'll give him credit for kind of a twist that sort of... I did like that reveal. Yeah. I did. I I do think they could afford their mortgage, though, if they weren't always knitting. Precisely, right? Yeah. You know, that's neither here nor there. Cut to Miles and Sophie going for a countryside drive. This really is like the tourism commercial for Scotland portion of this Mm -hmm. movie. It looks... Literally, I was Googling flights to Scotland because I just wanted to know... (laughs) What's it cost to go, you know? This movie will cost you a lot of money to watch. (laughs) That's exactly right. So then while they're out on this tour, they find out, Sophie does, that they have historically done this sort of traditional Christmas Eve at Dunbar, and Sophie wants to revive it. Miles is like, uh, how about no? (laughs) Such a Grinch. He is a Grinch, but Sophie winds up dragging him off to the pub for a Scottish sing-along, which is just kind of cliche at best. It was very cliche. It's it, like they were checking all the Scottish Oh, boxes. it was like, what are the, what are every sort of thing that's Scottish that we need to have represented in this movie? Check, check, check. Exactly. Yep. There was an abnormal amount of dosy doing happening. <laughs> Gotta wonder, is that even part of Scottish culture? The I don't know. I know in um, Nashville, Tennessee it is, because growing up there was um, the Spring Fling Carnival, and we had to square dance and chicken dance, and there was dosy doing involved with that. But Seems that was... more appropriate in Nashville than it does in Scotland, but... One would think, yeah. I'm no, I'm no dance expert. <laughs> so back at the castle after the dosy doing they stumble into the castle. Are we tipsy at this point? I don't know. But either way, there's this really sudden and very intense face-to-face moment with Miles and Sophie where it's just this, oh my gosh, are they about to make out out of nowhere kind of moment. Mm-hmm. And they just hug, right? Yeah. Cut to 32 days later, <laughs> which <laughs> seems completely odd. Like, what has happened in those 32 days? But we get... <laughs> This more than a month time passage, and all of a sudden, Sophie is writing in the library at Dun Dunbar. Her friend FaceTimes her and is basically like, Girl, what are you doing with your life? 
right? Somebody needed to say it. Somebody needed to say it. This agent, I think, obviously is more concerned about business than Sophie's well-being, of course. But, I mean, that's what an agent does, right? So while Sophie is in the library and she's writing, this tour pops in because they do tours at this castle as a revenue stream. Now, historically, they've not gone really well. And I guess the measure of whether the tour goes really well is whether the gift shop is sold out, right? I am a sucker for a tourist gift shop. Precisely. I love a tourist gift shop. You know, we went to Paris and the gift shops there are all really small, really quaint and really expensive. But I like going to the ones at Disney World where it's like you get off the ride and they've got the gift shop right there, right? Oh, yeah. You have to walk through it to get out to fresh air. Precisely. (laughs) At Dun Dunbar. So... Mm -hmm. There you have it. Oh, that was my idea for a drinking game on this one. Every time they say Dun Dun Bar, drink some eggnog. <laughs> Dun Dun Bar. Dun Dun Bar. Dun Dun Bar. Dun Bar. It's, it's kind of like how much wood would a wood chuck chuck kind of moment. Dun Dun Bar. How much Dun would a Dun Bar Dun Dun Bar done if a Dun Dun Bar could Dun Dun? No, see, no. I know. So the tour pops in and they recognize her. Her fame is worldwide. It's bizarre to me. I was more famous than Pitbull being Mr. Worldwide. I know. I was trying to think of the most popular author I could, right? Right. For me, I came to James Patterson. James Mm -hmm. Patterson writes thrillers. He he sort of has had, I think he writes something like 98 books a year, right? (laughs) (laughs) Give or take. (laughs) Give or take. And I was trying to think, if I saw James Patterson you know, pumping gas at Mapco right around the corner. Would I would I even know what he looks like? I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. No. And at I all. have a hard time coming to this jump where people randomly are gonna know who she is. And they really want you to believe that that she's a celebrity of that caliber in this movie. I did the same thing. I couldn't think of anybody who is that famous in the in the author world. But... Now Dolly Parton? Whew. Well everybody loves Dolly. Exactly. And Dolly's an author, but she's so much more than that, too. She's everything. Anyway. We digress. We digress. <laughs> for our for our Dolly mention, it only took us three episodes to get to Dolly. Park. You're <laughs> it, it was our first, but I can guarantee it won't be our last. Oh, heck no. <laughs> so it turns out that at this point, Sophie's like, let me take a break from writing this novel and give these people this tour of this castle that I've lived in for one month and plan to buy right Mm -hmm. so she gives the tour the crowd was apparently wowed by her tour giving abilities and they totally buy out the gift shop (laughs) like people come out with bags and bags and bags of presumably tchotchkes and all of that from dun dun bar dun dun bar dun dun bar at this point the knitters show up and she's actually done all of their hair now which is bizarre to me right it makes no sense makes no sense miles anyway follows them all back to the inn's pub he's frustrated and she's saying she's not leaving blah 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 and this dear listener is about 55 minutes and 30 seconds into the movie which is when we actually get our first speck of anything resembling christmas can i tell you i wrote it down 55 32 so i was two seconds off jingle bells and snow it's why not a christmas movie (laughs) why we are calling this a castle for christmas because we're chumps and they know we're chumps and if we they put christmas in the title we will watch it and then review it on a pod 
Uh, Matter if it has Christmas in it. I feel like we have been duped. The (laughs) wool, the freshly shorn wool from Scotland (laughs) has been pulled over my eyes. We were duped by the Duke. (laughs) We we were duped by the Dun Dunbar Duke. I love that you wrote that down because I did too. It's just ridiculous. What are we doing? <laughs> Literally, first back of Christmas, 55 minutes and 32 seconds into this movie, right? Uh. At this point in the movie, we're one week away from Christmas. Sophie still is struggling with this book. She can't figure out what to do. Miles shows up with a dresser to her attic as a peace offering of sorts, I think. She says she wants a tree instead. Right. So what do you do, Jennifer, when you want a Christmas tree, when you want a live tree, you know, you and your husband, Andy, when you're getting ready for Christmas, say you're like, "Un, we're going to have a live tree this year. What do you do? We'd probably go to a Christmas tree farm of some sort and put it atop the old uh, family truckster and bring it home. Exactly. If you're Sophie and Miles, you go horseback riding off into the wilderness and you find one. Mm-hmm. And then somehow... Somehow, you drag this giant tree back like yes. a horse. What did they do? There was no sleigh or sled attached no to these sled, horses, listeners. It was sleigh. two standalone horses, two people, and somehow a tree got back to this castle. In my mind, Brooke Shields just hoisted it on her back. Well, she could. <laughs> anyway, I wrote, somehow they get it back, and the knitters show up to decorate and sing jingle bells. Yes. All is right in the world for that moment. At this point, because the movie's almost over, Sophie and Miles are falling for each other. Sophie goes on a shopping spree for the knitters. She buys them a bunch of stuff from Saks Fifth Avenue. She tries on a dress, you know, that she found at Dun Dun Bar. And the Duke is like, whoa. And they instantly hook up. But did you hear the song that's playing? I wrote it. I said, as Gloria plays. (laughs) Literally. It was so inappropriate. (laughs) So inappropriate. Literally. They're fumbling over each other to get into the Duke's bedroom and slam the door. And we get this, this pivot up towards stained glass as Gloria escalates and I'm just like this is sacrilegious it was I don't fancy myself approved but it was was, (laughs) that was a misstep I'm sorry Netflix you can be progressive in a lot of ways but that was just bonkers I mean for a soundtrack that was as diverse as this one you would think that they could have come up with a better song than Gloria for this and it wasn't just an instrumental it had the words it had the words it was Odd choice. Anyway, they lovey- were jollier the next morning, though. They, I wrote, they're lovey dovey the next morning. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then we get this really terrible snow dancing montage because Sophie looks out the window and it's snowing on Christmas Eve, and the Duke is like, "Well, let's go outside and enjoy it." Basically, so they go outside, and you know, they're just frolicking out in the snow, and she's acting like she's never seen snow before. The- He's apparently from New York City. Like, come on. So this is at the point in the movie when I realized there's a strong um, comparison to Beauty and the Beast with this movie. (laughs) Because there's forbidden parts of the castle she can't go in. Um, The Beast gives Beauty a library. The Duke gives her a dresser. 
right? They frolic in the snow, they dance. It's just a lot of Beauty and the Beast um, similarities. I hadn't picked up on that, but now that I think about it, you're absolutely right. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. Interesting. Mm. So they're doing this whole dancing montage out in the snow. It's really pretty and all of this, but it takes a sudden and rather dramatic turn when she's all like, what's next for us? And he gets offended and mean and she's tearful and she says, you really are a royal ass. <laughs> yep. Ugh. We had to have some conflict in the movie, I guess. So. But it felt so forced. Oh, I yeah. Oh, Way sure. forced. We didn't so need course, it. We didn't need it. So, of course, she packs up, she bolts, and she goes to say goodbye to the knitters. They give her a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> they, I bet they worked really hard on it. I know they did. I know they did. She gets in this taxi. She waves out the back window at everyone. And, of course, the taxi breaks down on the way leaving town. They go back to town. They're conspiring. You can totally tell they're conspiring to keep her there in town. Miles, cut to him. He's reading her books for some reason. He's so mad at her that he's going to pick up her books and read them. I don't know. Anyway, he has... Her misses her has these really gauzy flashbacks of all of the times that they've had together uh, blah 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 it was the this worst was cringeworthy it was awful they basically queued up video from earlier in the movie and slowed it down to half speed and to it a was Robbie just, Williams song yeah <laughs> oh it was bad it's so bad. bad yeah anyway cut to in spite of all of that in spite of his grief they are still going to do the gigantic Christmas thing. And the castle is gussied up big time for Christmas. Again, this Netflix budget. I don't know where they came up with this. Well, and where did the Duke come up with the money? Who's paying for this lavish party if he's in financial ruin? Did the gift shop sales fund <laughs> the exterior illumination? It was beautiful. Apparently so. I bet, where did, I bet the money the goes a lot further there, too. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> Anyway, Sophie's at the end. She's trying to write. You know, it's Christmas Eve, the whole nine yards. Miles shows up wearing a kilt. He's got two horses and snowballs. And he starts <laughs> chucking snowballs at her window. Out of nowhere, they make up. And suddenly she's gussied up in her tartan dress and shows up at the castle and they dance a jig. That dress was phenomenal. The dress was probably a highlight of the movie. And she me. looked beautiful. I am glad that this story revolves around an I, I say this an older couple older than we usually get in yes movies. Great that was point. nice yeah that was nice yeah and miles does have sort of this nice moment at the end of the movie where he flies in sophie's daughter who is supposed to be at her ex-husband's wedding to his new bride sophie's daughter is supposed to be there instead she's with sophie on christmas at dun dun bar yes and that's the big surprise and the movie ends there so yeah okay jennifer it's time for our gold or coal segment where we each give three gifts more gold here it's a deck the halls if it's more coal it's heck it falls <laughs> We love a pun. <laughs> we love a pun here. Hey, and if it's a tie, we're just going to call it a meh-re Christmas. <laughs> I love it. I love it too. So I'm going to start. I've got some gold here. The scenery in this movie is 
impeccable. It mm-hmm. is absolutely incredible. It really makes me want to hop a plane tomorrow and go to Scotland. Not necessarily to go to Dun Dunbar, but to see the Scottish countryside. It looks really pretty. Yes, agreed. That was one of mine as well. Um, I will give a lump of coal for the love song montage. It oh. was that bad. It, I don't know what they were thinking. It must have looked better on paper than the execution, but it was weird. It sort of felt to me like they had to do something and they just did not really give it a whole lot of thought. They had to have some way for him to realize he loves her and misses her. I agree. Uh. I think that's what it was. Yeah. I'll give some gold here. I thought the dog in this movie, Hamish, was absolutely adorable. He I thought was. that he was really funny at points and really well behaved. He was a good doggo. So I'm going to give him gold. A good boy. Yes. Um, I will give some gold to the knitters. I thought they were a hoot. And the way they just welcomed her to this little town, it was adorable. Yes. And I have coal to give. It really bothered me that we did not get one speck of Christmas until almost an hour into this movie. I felt like it was just, come on, guys, let's move it along. Yeah, agreed. And my last thing will be a lump of coal as well that I don't even think we talked about um, before she leaves or right around the time where they kind of break up or she leaves they cut to the inn and a couple walks in and they are the donatellis did you see this oh yes who they check in and they they're looking around very looking like some villains and i thought they were going to be big bad developers wanting to buy the inn and or the castle and they say we're the donatellis and so when they check them in they're like okay here's the amenities and all the netflix you can binge wink wink and we never see them again. We never hear from them again. And I had to Google it because it bothered me so much. I guess they made an appearance in um, the Princess Switch movies on Netflix. And so it's kind of a thread between the Christmas Netflix movies to have these rando Donatelli people showing up at some point. <sighs> but if you wouldn't know that, I mean, how would you know that without looking it up? See, that's, stop it. That's it's too- an Easter egg for no one. Or for a very small population. <laughs> so it's a big gotta, old lump of coal. I didn't like it. You got to really be invested to get that one. Because I truly thought, oh, they're gonna. there's some conflict. There's going to be some bad guys. And no. Yes. Yeah, no. So bottom line, we had a tie of gold versus coal. So I think it's just going to be a meh. Re Christmas. It wasn't the best movie I've ever seen. It wasn't the worst. Um, it was, you know, it was just somewhere in the middle. Yeah, somewhere in the middle. And as pretty as it was, Jennifer, I just feel like this movie was kind of unremarkable. Agreed. Yeah. So if it's a tie, what do we do? Deck the halls or heck it falls? Well, I don't know. I just, again, <laughs> meh. meh. <laughs> nah. All right. <laughs> that works nah, for me. Christmas. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that, friends, is another episode of Do You Watch What I Watch? Special thanks to Nick Schwartz for our theme song. It will get stuck in your head. Oh, my goodness. Um, and of course, thanks to you for listening. If you like our podcast, be sure to review, subscribe, and tell a friend. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Do You Watch What I Watch? So give us a follow there. We are trying to post a lot and be really interactive with our listeners. Yes, we are. Uh, leave us a comment. And um, we're also online at doyouwatchwhatiwatch.com. 
Hey, next time for you, we've got another fun one to discuss. This is 2017's A Very Country Christmas. Just so you've got the lowdown from IMDb, here you go. A country music star leaves it all behind, Jennifer, to get back to his roots and find his way back to what he really loves. What he doesn't expect to find, dot, 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 is true love. I expect him to find true love. (laughs) I I can see that coming. (laughs) I think it's probably a given. We will have much to discuss when that happens. And until then, may your days be merry and bright. See you next time.